me just put all the stuff over my laptop because it's loud. Okay. Ready? Three, two, one. Hey y'all, how y'all doing? <laughs> Hello. <Hey>. I feel like this is the equivalent of like, you know, when someone messages you and you don't message them back for like a month and you're like, I've been good, thanks for <laughs> Yeah. Hey, how y'all doing? <laughs> yeah. Um, hey. March is really crazy for myself. Um, and I'm sure Calvin, Calvin, you've been busy with like other stuff too. And like job interviews and just like, I think both of us just <clears> mentally, <throat> we're kind of like, okay, whatever one of us is ready, the other's not. And like, that's okay. We're adults. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, guys. It's fine. <laughs> so don't judge us too fucking hard. Okay. And yeah, yeah you can hear my fucking laptop to leave it alone. Some things will never fucking change. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to be home in Minnesota, um, and I told my dad that I knew, need a new laptop, so we're supposed to go and get one. Uh, and when Calvin's home in Minnesota, I'll actually be in California. So. Yeah, so we're going to miss each other, but that's fine. See you in the sky, ho. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, this is Cupcakes at a Funeral. Welcome back after, I don't even know how long we were gone, like a month? Um, about, Six I weeks? think. I don't know. I only think like a month or so. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. Well, we're yeah. here. I'm Latifah. I'm Calvin. Hey. Yeah. Got hired car guy cooking mama. Yeah. Back at it again. Um, wow, how do we even do this? Um Well, we usually start with a segment called Purr and Snap, which is just something that we've been loving for the past week or month in this case. Um You go, Tifa, you go. Um, okay. So I don't even think I talk got to talk about this on the last episode. Or since we've recorded last, because I went to Chicago. Yeah, how? Do you even went to the SZA concert? I did, and I still haven't made my SZA concert post yet because I've just like been so busy, and I just haven't had time to like dedicate to me like editing it and everything. Um, but I went to Chicago with Miguel and Rath, our friend Rath. Um, that was the first time me and Rath had ever been on a trip together, and we've known each other since two thousand eight. So, like, a long-ass time. Yeah. Um, but it was a good time. Wrath was really easy to travel with. Obviously, I've traveled with Miguel a bunch of times. Um, and it was a really fun but, like, chill trip. Like, we had fun. We had really good food. Um, Calvin came for me because I was like, I'm about to spend $300 at this motherfucking steakhouse beach. And um, I almost did. But it was really good. The food was really great at the steakhouse. Um, Sizzle was phenomenal. It was so good. It was probably the best Sizzle concert I've been to. Um if you know, you know, like, she was never known as, like, a live performer or, like, that her performances weren't anything, like, super crazy. But that bitch really brought it this time, and I had a great time. Um, Chicago was the second stop in the tour, so it was still kind of coming together. Like, she Was that her second show? Yeah. Oh, my God, wow. Yeah, so it was kind of wild. Um, and she came out after um, and basically, like, addressed us as a crowd like you would at, like, a small concert because she's like, I don't do this. Like, this is so new to me. And I was like, that's really cute. Like, she's still not used to being, like, the world-recognized sissy yet still. Like, she's still thinking of her, like, small fans. And boy, let me tell you, not only was Sissy great, like, Omar Apollo, mm-hmm. also fire. Um, a gay icon in the making, and I'm, I can't wait. So, he's super, super great live. Like, better live than recordings and stuff. So, you don't listen to either of them. Please go 
do check them out. It's a great time. Well, give us a play-by-play. What did you order at the restaurant? Oh, my gosh. And what restaurant was it? So we went to um, Babette's and La Bouffe, which is this steakhouse. There's one in Chicago, and then there's one in Las Vegas. And we went for my 23rd birthday, Miguel and I, years ago. And, like, it was just something that we kind of, like, stumbled upon. And, like, we didn't make reservations, whatever, whatever. And so this time around, I knew that I had to make a reservation. So I made a reservation for three. I had to make it a month in advance. Like, that's how crazy, like, popular this restaurant is. And I have to actually pay for the reservation. Like, it's not just, like, the... Yeah, so I had to pay, like, $2.75 per person to, like, ensure that people... Oh, uh, okay, that's not that bad. No, it's not. But, like, that's the first time I've ever had to pay for a reservation. Like, I've never had to, like, do that. So that was interesting. Um, so we get there. The ambience is, like, wonderful. It's, like, very dark, very, like, fine dining, but also, I think, more catered to the millennial audience and patrons. Um, so, like, huge sandaliers, like... Um, gallery photo walls and just like exposed brick like very much like this is pretty dope um i'll post pictures um and with that so we order we sit down you get bread so you get like some sourdough bread the bread was really great but like who doesn't love free bread all free bread is good like let's be frank um we ordered like a bottle of like red wine which i don't typically do i ordered two bottles of wine on this trip um and i don't really drink red wine because i don't like a dry wine but the um, we knew that we wanted to order one and our server was really nice and she was like well what's your price point like where are you guys trying to spend money um and we got this nice bottle of red wine it was like a hundred dollars a hundred hundred twenty um so we split that between the three of us and then i got a crab cake of course because i'm a crab cake queen mm-hmm. love a crab cake um and then me and rat split a porterhouse steak which is a filet and ribeye let me look it up because I don't want to be stupid um it's basically like you get the filet oh my god why is my mouse not working ma'am ma'am let's see porterhouse steak porterhouse is a t okay so the t-bone and porterhouse steaks are beef cut um from the short loin foods blah 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 so yeah, it's the filet and I think the ribeye. It doesn't say. Oh wait, what is porterhouse steak? Whatever. It was a big ass steak. We got that. Miguel got another, a different steak, um, and we got mashed potatoes, asparagus. Um, I got a hot fudge sundae at the end. I think we got like carrot cake or something. Oh bitch. Um, <laughs> What? <laughs> she got a carrot cake. Who gets carrot cake? I love carrot cake. Old bitches. Um, I know. Old ladies. <laughs> but, it's very old lady. Yeah. Uh, but it was super, super good. And it was worth the money that I spent. Um, it's my favorite steakhouse, like, of all time. Wow, really? And I would go again. Yeah. I mean, I don't go to a crazy amount of steakhouses, but I do dabble in a few. Um, and it's my favorite. Did you all share, or did... Miguel eat like his entire thing because you so you sh- and Rats shared one. Yeah, so we shared like a twenty four ounce steak. And oh, then, that's like, big Miguel. Though. Yeah, so then Miguel tried ours, and then we tried some of his, and then we shared all the sides. Oh. Um, and actually, the way that they make their mashed potatoes inspired me. The way that I make my mashed potatoes now, but I've elevated mine a little bit more as of recently. 
Why? Why? I've really been a cooking mama. Um, I boil my potatoes now in chicken broth. Oh, slay. Yeah. <clears throat> so, like, I'm a bad bitch. I be really throwing it down. So, yeah. Also, um, another per and snap. I know. This is, like, getting winded. Um, my mom had family visit for the first time in, like, 30 years that she's been in the U.S. So, like, that oh was really God. good for her. Yeah. So, my grandma's younger sister... Um, came to visit because her daughter is moving to the u.s i have a cousin moving to the u.s um because she married an american man um and her husband works for nasa so they moved to houston um so yeah they just she's immigrating right now she moved in this last she moved to the u.s about a month ago um and her mom came up to visit my mom for two weeks we'll visit the family and it was the first time my mom has seen family in her family since like 2007, 2008, no, 2007. Um, so that was like a really big deal for her and they were here for her birthday and like we celebrated and that was really nice. So your mom's birthday. Yeah. My mom's birthday was this last Tuesday, Wednesday. Oh, um, so, God. so we did like a birthday for her Saturday and Sunday and then, um, we hung out Tuesday night before they left. So yeah, oh, it was really nice. nice. Yeah, so she cried a lot, and uh, it was nice to see family, because we don't see a lot of Indonesian family, uh, if at all, so it was cool to do that. Slay. Yeah. What's your porn snap from the last month? Um, let me figure it out. (laughs) Um, yeah, so as you guys know, I, oh, I know what it is. I've been posting it every day this whole oh week. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Which is, um, let loose. <laughs> <laughs> I just love it. I think it's so funny. It's So, um, on RuPaul's Drag Race, there's a contestant called Lucy Leduca. And Have she, you watched this week? So, I've never seen an episode. I just know oh what's funny gosh. off TikTok. <laughs> let loose, baby, let loose. I love the way she says it. Oh my god, it's so funny. Um, yeah, so she's a drag queen. And the funny thing is that this episode is so, so, so old. It's like from the very beginning, but it's just now starting to get viral. Um, but something about the way she says it and the way she sings and she sings live is so funny to me. And I've been posting it every day. I should post it again actually today. Let loose. It's funny because Lucy Laduca is literally like, and this is this is no shade. Like I love Jan too. Um, Lucy is first of all. Latifah said that she would go see a drag <laughs> drag show to fight Jan. So honestly, though, I do love Jan. Like as delusional and crazy as she is, I do love Jan. Um, and Lucy is no different. Lucy is like top tier delusional for the and i think it might be the edit i don't know um but she's like jan on steroids times 10 in this season. <laughs> so it's like it's wild like whenever people are like oh how many wins do you have she's like i have three mini challenge wins and two maxi challenge wins. and people are like who counts mini challenges like yeah what um but yeah lucy is uh quite quite the queen um the shade this season is very real um but it's a good time. It's a yeah. good time. And let loose. Let loose, you guys. And so I've been um, just, like, thinking about it all the time and, like, singing it all the time. And um, it's been giving me a lot of joy. So. 
It's also my motto, so let loose. It is now. Yeah. Um, alright. And then we, um, do a segment called Rant. Do you have any rants? I have a few. Okay, let's hear them. I have a few. So, most recently, and this is, like, breaking news as of last night, and it's, like, it's upsetting to me. So, for Miguel's birthday, we, I rented out a movie theater for his birthday, and we went to go see, um, the new Creed movie. Um, one, because Miguel likes to go to movies for his birthday, and, like, that's his thing. Like, he definitely is, like, a movie buff. Um, but also, why would I not go see fucking Michael B. Jordan and Jonathan Majors on a 70-foot screen? Hello? Like, stupid. So, we rented out a movie theater for his birthday. And when we were in Chicago, I went to go see Ant-Man in the Quantumania. I promise this is all going to come together. Mm-hmm. Um, so Jonathan Majors right now has two big blockbuster movies, um, and like the number one, number two movie in the world. And like, that's not, it's never been done in like 30 years. I think, I don't even remember who the last person was, but it hasn't been, it hasn't happened in a really long time. Um, and last night, this man, Jonathan Majors got arrested for, um, assaulting his girlfriend. Let me look who they, who is this? Hold on, hold on. Jonathan Majors. He was in Lovecraft Country, which I don't. I mean, you don't watch anything. Yeah, so, I was like, like let me look this man. I'm trying. So he was in Lovecraft Country. He's in Devotion. He is supposed to be, and this is okay. Going into my rant, he was arrested for domestic assault, domestic abuse of his girlfriend. Apparently, they got into a fight in a taxi, and then he came back I, to their hotel room or something. The details are obviously like coming out in masses and probably incorrect a lot of the time because it just happened last night. Um, and apparently he either, he slapped her and like choked her out and it's just like very disheartening. Cause like I was really ruined for this man. Like I Lovecraft country got canceled after a season because it was too expensive to produce. And it was a really, really good show. It was phenomenal. It's probably one of the best shows I've seen in the last five, 10 years. And HBO didn't renew it for a second season. And then I think the writer ended up dying, and then one of the main characters ended up dying also um, in, like, real life. So it was just kind of like, whatever, so it's just not going to come back. And he's been doing these roles and getting these roles, and he's been building up. And then he, he secures a Disney Marvel bag and is going to basically be the new Thanos for the next, like, five years. Mm-hmm. And that bitch ruined it. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I last night ruined it completely ruined it because Disney will shoot the shit out of him for like ruining their image and not being able to use him for the rest of these movies because like Disney is not going to keep him on if he is even accused of like attacking and beating this woman and like I don't want to discourage and I don't want to like say that she didn't get her ass beat if she got her ass beat or she got beat or whatever the case but if she was assaulted one that sucks it really really sucks and it, he should be held accountable but it's also hurtful that it happened and like not that the rest of us had to pay the consequences because that's not how i want to look at it but it sucks because like you're ruining for this person who is a really great actor and is like really up and coming and like it's done and like i'm not going to be able to enjoy them that's what i'm going to think of for the rest of my life like he's someone that beats women it's like the whole like chris brown thing it's the whole like Anytime a man does something or is accused of something like Johnny Depp, like, granted, I think that was a two-sided thing, um, but it sucks because that's what you're going to associate them with. And as much as I, as much as I believe 
women i really hope that it's not true because it really sucks because i think it's just me not being able to disconnect my admiration for him as an actor and like his roles in movies and like him as a person um mm-hmm. but yeah it really sucks twitter was in shambles last night people were like people can't believe it but yeah um i mean does it suck though i mean it doesn't suck for me as much as it sucks for her and him like he should be held accountable and if she was assault and if she was assaulted to the degree that they things are saying then like that's a lot and for her have to face like the media and to face people and like to go through a trial if that's what she chooses to do um and press charges like that really fucking sucks like i wouldn't wish that on anybody to like have to confront your abuser and i think that that's really tough and now that she's come out and said stuff now other women that he's dated are saying that um, he was abusive with them as well um so i think that he is slowly uh, unraveling yeah i mean i just asked does it actually suck because i'm thinking okay well i would like to believe the victim first rather than being like oh this man ruined his career but i guess we'll wait to see what it's actually being said and it done because i guess it just happened last night right yeah so and i'm not saying like not to believe the victim i think obviously like my first thought initially was like fuck like that's that's tough for her but also like i think you're just disappointed yes it's more disappointment than being like oh i feel bad for him you know, like I do feel bad in the sense that like he's going to have to right all his wrongs and it's shitty to see someone that like you admire. It's like it's just a disappointment. Like when you have a role model or like you look up to someone and you're yeah. like, oh, like I'm really rooting for you. And then you're like abuser and you're like, fuck, like not all men, but maybe it is all men. Like we no one anticipated this. Like no one thought that this was going to be him. Like Michael B. Jordan literally was like after Chadwick Boseman died. Like, this was my brother, and, like, now I have that again, and I'm really happy to be able to confide in someone again. And it's, like, I think about all those all those things, and I'm, like, not only... I don't feel bad for him. I feel bad for everybody that it affects. Does that make sense? Yeah, I guess so. I will say that men will always disappoint you, myself included, as well. I literally said that last night in my group chat, because we were... Um, I have a, group cha- a different group chat, and they were, like, oh, did you hear about John and Ma- Jonathan Majors thing? And I was, like... Yeah, it really sucks that some men will always continue to disappoint. My one of the girls was like some men, and she's like maybe ninety percent, and then she's like actually probably like ninety nine percent if we're really keeping it a hundred. <clears throat> yeah, I just don't. You well, want to believe in people? Yeah. Well, I was gonna say because when I say like things like "oh, men are ugly," <laughs> I I'm including myself in that because sometimes I am ugly, you guys. Okay. And I think it's important to all the time. Yeah, I think it's important to note because I think of that a lot of gay men, especially like, oh, men are like, you know, men are trash. Men are like fucking losers or whatever. But you are also a man. But I think they exclude themselves from that. But at the same time, you are a part of that and you have that same behavior as well. You just don't want to recognize that it's coming from within the house. (laughs) Um, But yes, I think that's important to say. Um, what, what other rants you have? Um, also, okay, second rant, and this is, like, a personal thing. Um, we didn't record, was that two weeks ago? Last week? Two weeks ago. Um, so, at work, things have been, like, very stressful, and I'm dealing with, like, an employee situation, and it is what it is. 
Um, and I won't get into details because it's still a little, well, I still work there, first of all. Uh, <laughs> but also, like, things have been finalized in whatever the case. Um, but it really sent me into, like, a depressive episode. And I was literally depressed for, like, two weeks. Yeah, like, I was going to say, Latifah wrote a note, quote, I had a depressive episode, I think, question mark. Yeah, I definitely did because I was driving somewhere and I was like, I had that ag- that realization. I was like, oh, I'm depressed right now. Like, I'm literally just in like a depressive episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't fun, obviously. Like, I really was just like cut off from the world and like I really ghosted a bunch of people and it was not fun. And I think that's the first time that that's happened in a, in a while. I yeah, I don't remember the last time, honestly, um, which is good. But also, like, not fun. And I think it's growth to be able to recognize yeah. that. And granted, it did, it did take me two weeks. Um, That's pretty fast. Right? Yeah. I was like, a lot of the time, it's like six months later, I'm like, oh, bitch, I've been depressed. <laughs> Wait um, a minute. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> so it's like it's a rant because it, it, is, it does still suck. Uh, but mental health is always one of those things. And it's I was thinking about it. And I was like, you know what? I've been making all these changes and strides. And it sucks because if you're not consistent with your self-care and your mental health and your physical health and everything, like, it will unravel so quickly that it's not even funny. Because as soon as, like, stress hits, baby, it's done. Like, mm-hmm. it's good. Like, you're, you're already, it's already done. So it was kind of shitty to have to deal with that. But I'm feeling better now. March definitely burned me out. And, like, yesterday I did absolutely nothing. And it was amazing. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, that was, uh, that's my second rant. That's it's always funny, quote unquote. It's actually not funny, but um, Latifah and I talk about serious topics all the time, and we talk about things that are, you know, very heavy um, and like depressive or manic episodes. Um, and I think sometimes we use humor because <laughs> sometimes Latifah and I will be talking about something so 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 serious, and then in the same sentence ended with. Okay, mama. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm glad to see that she actually recognized it. Did she tell us? No. Um, but um, at least she told us But I didn't recognize it in the moment that it was happening. And like literally when I recognized it, I was like, oh, it's just what I was like. I think I was driving to work or something. It was like early in the morning. And I was like, oh, this is what I'm like when I'm depressed. Like I don't want to do anything. Like I'm not hungry. Mm-hmm. I have no interest in things. I'm like very short with people and i was like ah, okay mm-hmm. so yeah yeah but it's cool now i'm better now i feel okay um yeah yeah give us a, a dl update oh uh-huh. driver's license um it passed i did a celebration yesterday i did not go because like i said i've been really burnt out on like the constant like being with people this last month and just like always doing something like I go to work this week, five days this week. And then I'm still going on a trip Friday night for mm. like a week. Do you want to um, tell the people the trip or is it a secret? Yeah. So it's not a secret. Um, but the driver's license, a lot of misinformation is coming out right now. Um, saying that people can get it right now and then you have to pay all these fees to get it. And like, you won't be able to get it till June, till October, I believe. Um, so it's a lot of misinformation in that sense. So Merrick is working on getting some bright information out there for people. Um, but yeah, it's still obviously passed. Um, Walt's also passed the like free lunches for all students. 
um, or for all kids in schools this last couple weeks. What else? The trans bill passed. Um, for like therapy. Um, oh my gosh, what is it? The hormone therapy and being able to do that. Um, and basically, like everywhere else around us is like, I mean, all over the country is very like anti trans, anti drag right now. Um, and it's really shitty. So it's tough. I obviously have like feelings about it because as you know, I'm a big consumer of drag in all capacities and all forms. Um, so it really sucks that people aren't standing up for them. And that's one of those things that's like, I think, I know I'm getting off the topic of driver's license, I'm aware. Um, was it Jinx? Jinx had said something like, everyone goes to drag shows, everybody does all these things, but when it comes to like the legislation, like nobody wants to speak out and like, it can't just be from us. It has to be from our peers and our allies. And that kind of hit me. And then I watched like a TikTok of like the last drag show in Memphis, because obviously now it's being outlawed or banned. Um, unless if it's like in an adult space or like a club, I want to say I have to read more into the read into more of the legislation in that sense. And I was like, damn, that's really shitty. Like that's the last drag show. And like, that's what they're, those are how those people make their money. And um, there are just so many more ways that people are caused harm in the U.S. and I don't think drag is even close to being one of them or mm -hmm. the trans community is even close to being one of those things. Um, but yeah, you have all these old white men making rules based on what they think, not what they know. And obviously that's just uh, disheartening. Do you want to tell people about the trip? Yeah, or do you want to wait so, until after? Um, I can tell it at the end. It's upcoming, so I don't have that right now. Okay. Um, yeah, I was going to, just going off of Latifa when she said the drag ban, I think that is such a weird non-issue. Um, I mean, I guess for me specifically, it doesn't seem like an issue. Um, but I think it's it's a weird distraction. They're trying to distract us from everything else because people are dying but it's like okay but the drag queens um right and i'm not quite sure i was watching a tiktok lol um about genocide and there are um there are like 10 steps to genocide and sh they were saying that we're at step seven um i don't have the tiktok with me and i don't know what the steps are so you have to look at that up yourself um but that was actually very scary to see um, and I think all of this, this is going to my rant, um, I think all of this is affecting me subconsciously, um, because, you know, drag is illegal, you know, you know, being gay is, like, considered, like, you know, not great right now, um, and I don't know the legality going in the future if, uh, gay marriage will be a thing or not, um, so I love dreams, per, um, and I love to hear other people's dreams, but I also love to say my dreams, and I think that dreams mean a lot in terms of, like, what you're actually thinking. Maybe you're not thinking it during the day, but at night it'll manifest itself into a dream. Um, and so the dream that I had, and my brother is getting married soon, um, just as a background for the dream. Um, the dream that I had is it's me and my brother uh, laying down in our childhood bed, in our childhood bedroom, 
and he says that he has to get up and leave. And so he exits the room, and then I follow him, and there in the room is his uh, fiance, my mom, and all my aunts, even Eileen, who has passed away, but she's there. Um, and his fiance is telling me to go out and say hi to her father. Um, and I'm like, I don't know if I want to do that. Did they look pretty? Everyone's here. Like, everyone, I think it's, it's assumed in the dream that it's going to be near the wedding. Um, so all of her family and all of our family is outside and we're in the house. Um, and so I'm like, I'm not sure if I want to do that. And then, uh, my aunts and my mom are like, well, you, you can't say a few things. Like, you cannot say anything about being gay. You cannot say anything about this. You can't do anything. And also, don't act like that. Don't don't do anything out of the ordinary. And I'm like, okay, well, then I don't really want to go out there. I'll just stay inside. Um, and in real life, I don't think my mom and my aunts would ever say anything like that. Um, but... Um, so I, I'm like, well, where's Ethan? Where's he going? I mean, he's, where is he going? He's going outside. So I follow Ethan and it's, we're suddenly outside now and it is Lake Phelan, which is the lake that my brother and I, um, used to live by. This is like our childhood park that we would go to all the time. And the lake is off in the distance and there's a steep hill that he's, walking down um and he's walking down the hill it's like through these tall grass and for him it's like totally fine um but for me i'm like stumbling trying to catch up to him and for me the uh the path is like very muddy it's very slippery it's very wet and i'm like trying to keep up with him but i can't um and then i wake up and i think i think the middle part I mean, okay, so the first part is, like, obviously he's, you know, getting up and getting ready to go out and leave his childhood, or our childhood, and go in to be an adult because he's getting married. The second part is just me being insecure, I guess, or anxious about what other people will perceive of me, or her family specifically, and how I should act in front of our family and their family at the wedding. Um, and then the last part, I think, was just um a metaphor for marriage in general um my brother is getting married to a woman so it's it's easy for him but because of these laws these you know anti-drag anti-trans probably anti-gay bills that are coming into effect and getting really hot right now um i i don't know the legality of gay marriage so i don't even know if i will be able to get married one day um and so that's why the path for me is um in my dream, like, really, really hard and muddy, and, like, I can't get down to where I need to go. Um, so that dream was a sleigh. <laughs> um, no, that dream was, like, really, um, if you ever had a dream, and, like, I don't know, maybe this doesn't happen to you, but sometimes I have dreams, and, like, I'm crying in my dream, or I'm hyperventilating in my dream, and then I wake up, and I'm having a panic attack. Um, that's only happened, like, a couple times. Not often, but every once in a while. And it's not fun. Yeah, so that, that is that kind of dream. Um, or dreams that just make you, like, really, really sad when you wake up. Um, yeah. 
So that was one of them. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's kind of a rant. I just wanted to tell you guys my dream because I love dreams. LOL. <laughs> I think that's really valid though because I think then, and not me thinking that this is clearly the next step, but the fact that they would go after the trans community first and like the drag community when in actuality we like we know like can drag queens be like what's the word like raunchy and like whatever the case vulgar and like yeah whatever but i think that's just comedy in general so i don't really feel like that that's fair to place on anybody especially drag like i just think that that's really dumb um but obviously it's really easy to attack that and for whatever reason it's the drag and the trans community and i think those are unfortunately the easiest because those are the people who are currently suffering the most and don't have the most people in their corner like i think and i can't say for sure because obviously i'm not really a part of the community that in that sense but obviously like there are a lot of people who are very anti-trans and anti-drag even within the lgbtq community and think that it's like maybe a guy doesn't want to date another band who does drag because like oh that's weird that's too much that's like too gay whatever the case and same with the trans community i think it's very not i don't want to say common but it's not uncommon for people to be anti-trans or have preconceived notions of trans people and that's really tough too and so it just makes sense that the next step could be like gay marriage or being gay in general and it's really shitty because we're in 2023 but yet, like, Roe versus Wade was overturned. We're banning drag out of, like, nowhere. Um, but yet, schools are still getting shot up. And, like, that's fine. Nightclubs are getting shot up. Gay nightclubs at that. And, like, New Year's, Chinese New Year and Lunar New Year's are being shot up. But the issue is drag queens. Yeah. And trans people. Like, yeah. that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, like you said, drag can sometimes be vulgar. It's It's sometimes like a little um risque in nature but that's at the clubs like right like no one is doing that at you know drag story time you know yeah the drag story time readings at public libraries no one's doing like a a Nicki Minaj performance at one of those um and so I think Trixie Mattel was like you know no no drag queen is like wow I really hope the kids show up for me today Right. <laughs> and it's so interesting because it's like, it's literally just an art form, but also I would love to see people who benefit off of this, like Tyler Perry, come out and say something. Because yeah. that is his whole thing. And no, Key and so Peele many. do that as well. There's so many people. Like, obviously, there's Mrs. Doubtfire, there's Medea, there's Big Mama's House. Like, there's so many senses when like straight men in drag is okay but as soon as it's a gay man or woman whatever the case trans woman doesn't matter anyone can do drag but it's like as soon as it's a straight man benefiting and like not paying homage to them in any capacity that it's like oh well i'm just gonna stay quiet so that's true yeah i, I do think because and Ty- i have an issue with that too but yeah that's... well because tyler perry that's your whole gig mama they're coming for that's your my- check okay yeah, they they literally like you were able to build a movie studio off of Medea. Yeah. So where you at? What's what's good? Oh. The Atlanta Queens want to know. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I think I, I want to talk about TikTok, but I think I'll just 
I'll say it really quickly. You guys, TikTok is a good band, y'all. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't understand. So I haven't been following this closely, if at all, because I know that TikTok was supposed to be banned a couple years ago, but now they're saying like it's in danger. Go, it's a whole thing. Okay, so TikTok, they are scared that they're like selling all of our data to China and like it that. Uh, that um, it's like a Chinese spy app, and like we can. Girl, read. I'm more concerned about a U.S. having our data, but whatever. Yeah, because that's what Facebook does. Facebook already has all their data, and China can just go and, and has buy. been known to sell it to the government already. Yeah, and so basically, okay. the Congress is like, okay, well, like, what is TikTok, and like, what are you doing, and whatever else. And the CEO is a uh, he's ethnically Chinese, but he's from Singapore. Which people like don't understand, so they're like, "Are you Chinese?" And he's like, "I'm from Singapore." <laughs> um, so it's just like a bunch of shit. And then also like Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg has spent like millions of dollars lobbying against TikTok to try and get a ban. He's Be- only in it for the money, though. Yeah, he is. And so you can see that like all the people that are against TikTok, all the congresswomen and men have invested in Facebook. And so, again, that's why they're trying to get it banned. And then Mark Zuckerberg has spent, like, millions of dollars for lobbying so that they can try and, like, push this anti-TikTok agenda. And then, also, in addition to that, um, fa- Facebook and Instagram used to p- pay their creators to make reels. And then they stopped doing that because they were like, oh, well, we're gearing up for TikTok to be banned. So we don't have any incentive to pay creators anymore because this is the only platform that they are going to be able to post on. So what's the point in paying them? And so that was a big thing as well um, recently because people were, people can see, and it's a clear as day for creators and people on TikTok that this is something that was uh, instigated by Facebook and Mark Zuckerberg. Also, Mark Zuckerberg, so, so, so funny that he's xenophobic. But he has a Chinese has wife. wife. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy to me, Mama. But at the same time, it's not. Um, but it's just so, so crazy. And it's so sad because I love TikTok. Also, I think the CEO is handsome. Whatever, okay? Um, <laughs> not the point. Yeah, that's not the point. But thanks for bringing it up, okay? Yeah, since you brought it up, okay? Um, and then also, I think it's sad to see because I think that TikTok has created... Not only a community, but a sense of organization. Um, you can really organize on TikTok the way you cannot on Facebook and um, Instagram. As Latif and I know, we get banned all the time. Period. Um, and so I think that TikTok has the capabilities of creating a movement, of creating an organization and get people mobilized. Um, and it's just sad to potentially see that go because you really do get silenced on Facebook and on Instagram. Sometimes do I deserve it? Yeah, bitch. Okay? That's true. I but forgot whatever. about that sense about, like, TikTok doesn't necessarily... I mean, they ban certain things, and, like, they obviously have to keep watch of, like, certain items and certain topics. But you can't even... I could tell you right now that I've had so many posts about maybe social justice issues or whatever the case, and I will get no response on Instagram and Facebook. Yeah, because they're silencing that that aspect, and their algorithm is to not do that. But to then fill your po- your news feeds and your timelines and all the whatever your feeds with all the shit that like doesn't matter. Like me reading about a girl I went to high schools with sixteen week pregnancy. Like I don't care. Show cool. me what my friends are posting. 
Sure. You no, and Raph, you is. and Raph sending. Um, did you hear about? I'm like, okay, sure. That's different though. Someone died, <laughs> but it's just like, and it's not weird for people that I went to high school with to be pregnant now. Like I'm 27. Like that's common. So I'm, that's not weird. But it, like, if that's all I'm seeing on Facebook, like that's how that starts. Where you're just like, nothing bad's happening in the world. Yeah. People are just getting pregnant. People are living their happy lives. But when you're not seeing me trying to fundraise to go on a delegation trip to do something that's better for the community, better for myself then like that's a problem or if i'm like hey this person was beaten harassed killed like that's really shitty and like you don't get you don't see it because it's like oh well i just want to see the st patrick's day posts and the easter posts and the anniversaries and the engagements it's like if that's what you want like that's fine but like that's not how a lot of people see facebook and instagram so tiktok really was that place where you could post whatever you wanted to in a certain extent farther than facebook and instagram fuck you mark zuckerberg um and you're able to do those things and yeah. also it's like it's also such a open way for people to kind of learn about certain things like i think about how and this is like this is kind of a stretch maybe not but like even for me like you find black creators or maybe you find something or somebody who you relate to. And then I think about the LGBTQ community where it's like you might live in a town of 600 people and you don't know anybody else that's gay. But maybe you relate to someone who posts on TikTok and they're able to post these things and you're able to learn th about that. But if that's gone, you're now just closed off to those fucking 600 people, you know, in your small town. And like, that's it. Mm -hmm. So like, yeah. that's a really shitty thing. <clears throat> I, mean, I think I... I rag on TikTok for its for you page all the time because you can get through this like crazy pipeline of you know things that are specifically created for you or curated for you excuse me um but there is a sense of like you can see a lot of things that you wouldn't see and you can see news updates and things that you wouldn't really see on the main stream media channels so one of the things that they were asking him um, the CEO of TikTok, they were asking him, like, well, can you search up negative things about China? Can you search up Tiananmen Square? Can you search up the Agrir uh, genocide? Can you search up, um, like, whatever else, like Chinese spy balloon? And those things are searchable and possible, so... Um, and that's dumb, because you can't do that in America, so... Yeah. And so, um, so he was like, well, yes, you can search them. Also, another question that they asked him, it was, offer uh, filters... It was a sunglasses filter. They were like, well, why would you need to know where the eyes are? And he was like, well, they're sunglasses. So you have to put, you know, sunglasses over your eyes. That's so, that so dumb because Instagram has the same... TikTok, not TikTok, Snapchat and um, fucking Instagram have been doing that forever. Yeah, so it's it's so stupid. And it's it's clearly so xenophobic, in, um, meaning like um, Chinese. Um, because, you know, this guy is ethnically Chinese. He's from... Um, Singapore. Singapore. Um, but it, it's so, in my eyes, obviously xenophobic because these American companies are doing the exact same thing and yet here TikTok is being, what is it? Demons? Targeted. Targeted. Uh, demonified? Is that a demonized. word? Demonized. Demonized, yeah. It's just, in my eyes, it's clearly, you know, xenophobia, xenophobia. Um, but whatever it's sad to see also his wife is is taiwanese american i don't know why i said I, that it's i think there are a lot of bills coming up right now in the u.s like there's a lot of shit going on that i don't think people like are super aware about like 
Texas has a law that's trying to be passed to ban um, people from China, Iran, and like a couple other countries, Russia, from like buying property, whether that be commercial or it's like real estate, like if they just like houses and things. Uh, and that's like trying to pass in Texas right now. And Texas is also trying to invade Mexico right now. Like there are just so many things that are going on that seems so like dystopian era like america that are actually happening right now mm-hmm. um and like it's kind of apparent to me that i don't know and this and this is me being the person that i am and always kind of feeling this way but like america's becoming like very very much like pro white american male right now mm-hmm. As, straight male more than like ever before mhm and that, like, that's really weird to me. I mean, I think they just feel like they lost power, so now they want to take it back. Yeah, which it's like, bitch, you're voting yourselves out of office. Like, what does that mean? What do you mean? Like, you're white people in office, so, like, what do you mean you're losing power? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, I don't know. This is very upsetting to me. Yeah. Like, just thought, like I thought 2020 was bad and, like, how things were going, like, during the pandemic. But, like, even now, I'm, like, it's almost worse in the sense of, like, the political atmosphere. Um, just because there are so many things and so many bills and laws that are trying to be passed that are just, like, very anti-everybody. Mm-hmm. Except for straight white men. Yeah. Um, this episode is just going to be, like, random things that we haven't talked about in a month. So, excuse yeah. us, bitch. Okay, just sit down and listen. Yeah, shut up um, and listen. <laughs> um this is a random question would you use a surrogate um would i if i was to have a pregnancy and i or found out like me being pregnant was very um high risk for me and like potentially could die which is like any pregnancy i guess technically maybe um but i do want to experience being pregnant so probably not interesting i did i will say though i did come for this woman on facebook why <laughs> a couple months ago because she because paris hilton had a baby recently right mm-hmm, yeah so she had a baby and she used a surrogate and some woman was like can't believe she used this it's so stupid that she uses a surrogate rather than getting pregnant herself whatever whatever like shaming her for using a surrogate and i was like wow imagine being a woman being so anti-woman you're shaming someone from using a surrogate when like maybe she can't take the time off work or take the time to be pregnant like other people can or not that everybody can but if someone else was in the situation where they didn't have to be pregnant but they wanted a child and they wanted to keep working who the fuck wouldn't you know Mm -hmm. like being pregnant is very hard on a body and i really came i came for her was like you're stupid you're a very anti-woman and it's showing yeah i think that's the thing it's like first of all i guess I guess it's like a privileged thing as well because it's like if you have money then of course you can use a cigarette but um I think a lot of women are like, well, what do I do? Do I choose my career or do I be pregnant? And so maybe that is a choice that Paris Hilton had and many other women had. It's like, well, I would want to be older. Like she's, I think she's closer to 40. So like it might be a high risk pregnancy for her. Like we don't know her situation. Yeah. But, um, I was like, I don't know. I don't know if I would use a surrogate. Obviously I don't know because I'm not a woman, LOL. Um, I'm pretty sure I told you when I was like 16 or 17 that I would surrogate for you though if you wanted a baby. Oh, I mean, if I was a woman, I don't know if I'd surrogate. Um, only because 
there, I don't know, I just feel like giving birth, I know it's painful, but there's something about all those hormones, suddenly at once, I think that really bonds you and the child, and I was like, maybe that's something that can never be replicated, replaced if you use a surrogate, I don't know, I'm sure that you your bond will be stronger as well, or your bond will be strong either way, but I'm sure that there's something there. That is biological. Yeah, it'd be naive to think that, like, you, like, a woman carrying your child wouldn't have, like, a different bond than you would. Because, like, even if, even if it was, like, your best friend or someone that you could see every day, which is almost never the case, like, it's not that same experience. Because they say how important is, like, skin-to-skin contact Mm. or, like, hearing somebody's voice from outside the womb and things like that. And obviously things can be set up and, like you could play the actual like the the biological mother's voice or the father's voice but it's not the same as being pregnant for 40 weeks mm-hmm. yeah i don't know um let's take a quick break and then um, we'll get into our other topics okay you guys we're back hey girl Hey y'all. Um, yes, so I was thinking about our next... First of all, what is this? Okay, what is this about y'all? Me at 18 being like, I want my boyfriend to be 30. What uh, is that about? Because you, you were already dating people closer to 30 than 18 when you were 16 years old. Yeah, but that was crazy to me because now that I think about it, me nearing 30, I would be like, get this 18-year-old away from me. Like, what the fuck are you doing? It's wild to me. I had a conversation recently about a situation that um, I'm aware of, of people that I know, um, talking to people who are underage. And I'm like, I just, I could not fathom. Obviously, I've been with Miguel for like six and a half years. So like, I'm not talking to anybody, but I could not fathom talking to somebody 21, let alone like 15 or 16, you know, like Mm -hmm. that or like 17, like, or even 18, like anything under 25 i'd be like yeah this is like i can't you know Mm. yeah i don't for some reason me at 18 i was like i want my boyfriend to be 30 years old because i and also in my head i was like because they obviously have a job and like a career and like maybe they own their own place that's not the truth (laughs) calvin this week was like um i don't own my own place yeah i kind of have a job (laughs) kind of yeah um me at but, 30 versus what I think 30 is. Yeah, but I, I at, for some reason, at 18 year olds, I was like, oh my god, I want to have a 30 year old boyfriend. I want him to be mature. LOL. <laughs> um, and whatever else. And that obviously never happened. Um, but hey, man. Anyway, I was thinking about that because I was thinking about being a young parent. And when did your mom have you, Tifa? My mom had me. Oh god, how old is she? Hold on. Because it was just her birthday. Yeah, it was just her birthday. She gave me a 27. Okay, see. That's still, that's very young. That's what you are right now. Yeah, I think about that sometimes. I'm like, ain't no fucking way. Yeah, well, I was thinking about that because my mom had me when she was 18. And then she had my brother when she was 20, oh, 18, 19, 20, 21, maybe? And then she had my sister when she was 27, 28. Um, and so she had three children before the age of 30. 
That's crazy. I know. Isn't that wild, bitch? And so I thought, I thought about like, oh my god, my mom was a homeowner because we, my brother and I and my dad and my mom lived in a house at when I was like maybe two or three. So she and my dad were homeowners by the age of 20 living in our house. And so sometimes I think about the fact that like my dad would be out with his friends or drinking and stuff. And it's like, okay, do I blame him for doing that? Or do I not blame my parents for wanting to do that? Because they were so young. They were like 20 years old being homeowners. They never really got to have that 20 year old experience. So do I blame them for, you know, do I blame my dad for going out and drinking and hanging with his friends all the fucking time? Or do I just cut him some slack because at going through that age myself now, I couldn't imagine having a family and then also being cut off from the friends that I have. And maybe I would want to hang out with my friends instead of being home home with my family and kids and stuff. Would you give your mom the same slack though? Um, oh, I mean, I was talking about both of them, but I don't know. Because it's like, I I agree and I disagree. Because it's like, if you... Because my mom... Everyone chooses to get pregnant. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, my mom was... Well, my mom didn't drink at all. Because she knew that my dad would be drinking. So she was more responsible, I guess. And I guess, to, stereotypically, the woman would be, you know, the one to take care of the kids and the family. So, right. I guess she never really got to have that experience. She always says that yeah. she doesn't have any friends and stuff, but I know that, like, she needs friends. <laughs> I think it's kind of like, it's it's kind of a mixed thing. Because being a young parent, obviously, like, your friends are growing up and they want to go out and they can go out because they don't have the responsibilities so I think partially that is kind of true where it's like my friends are going to go do out, go do 21 year old things when I'm at home with a baby because they can and they don't have a baby. So I think there are, that is some truth about like, and I remember having friends who had children young and they're like, yeah, people don't stick around because like I'm a young mom and like people don't want to just hang out with kids all the time. And like, I get that. But at the same time, I think if you're, choosing to go through with a pregnancy and raise a child you do have certain responsibilities and like obviously if you can go out on weekends or certain things yeah but like if you're starting to neglect your responsibilities to do that more so I think that that's an issue and that's at any age I don't even think that's like a young parent thing I think that that happens with anyone because having a child is a big deal and I Mm -hmm. think that there are times where people really feel the pressure i mean you hear about people like husbands or boyfriends or whatever cheating on their spouses when they're pregnant because they just can't cope with the idea like once this baby's here like this is all that i'll be able to do or like postpartum like women can't go out and then the husbands are like oh i'm gonna go hang out with the boys and like that's a constant thing like that's not just a younger parent thing but i think it's but i do think it's different when you are younger because your friends probably aren't having kids at the same time so your friends are like bye I'm going out mm-hmm. at this age do you think that you could have a child um if someone was to hand me a newborn baby tomorrow I think I'd be okay it's not something that I want but I think I would be I would figure it out and I'd be fine mm-hmm. cause you said that your mom had you when you were 27 or she was 27 yeah. right when and you I were 27 I'm, she had me when I was 27 <laughs> we'll, 
full 150 pounds burst. Nice. Uh, that sounds terrifying. Um, <laughs> I think that I would be fine, but I'm also very maternal, and babies don't scare me, and they never really have. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not what I want. I think I'd want kids in, like, another four or five years. Well, are you done, like, going out? That's a thing. And not that, like... Oh, no. Absolutely not. Okay. I like to take too many naps for me to have a child. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, I think that's the thing people think about. It's like, well, when you have a child, you got to stop. You don't have to stop, like, no. going out and having fun, but you responsibilities do shift and i think that your single friends might not really want to hang around with you which is why i'm thinking about my dad and my mom right now but also you if if you had a a kid right now like how your mom did how would that affect your life and how would that affect your friendships that you have like would you still be going out would i still invite you to like the club or whatever would you would we be still going to gary's house and having mimosas, you know, I don't know. I think so. And I, this is, and obviously this is like my personal situation. But I also love babies, so. Yeah. So like you guys like kids and have been around kids. And I think if I was to have a child, you guys would be like, yeah, bring that fucking baby over. Like, let us play with the baby. Um, which is also kind of tolling too, because sometimes like a parent doesn't want to be with, not that they don't want to be with their child, but sometimes they want to break. And it is a lot to bring like a child back and forth to certain things. Not that I don't think you guys wouldn't be helpful. Um, but I also know, and this is, again, me being in the situation that I am, um, if I wanted to go, like, hey, I'm going to go have lunch, one, I have Miguel, two, I have, like, Miguel's family, and I have my parents who love children and love me, and so I know that they would love their grandkids and my children. So, like, it's not something that I'm, like, worried about. Mm-hmm. I think I do have, like, they say it takes a village. I do think I have that quote-unquote village that would help me with my kids if something mm-hmm. was to come up so it's not something that i'm particularly worried about i guess mm-hmm. so. i think so too um i think my mom and dad had definitely had that village they had you know my grandparents on both sides and also my aunt um and my or my aunties um so they had that support if they wanted to do something um but but yeah, I don't know why I was thinking about that. I think I was thinking about that because like I realized for some reason I was like, oh, my mom must have been in her 30s when she had my little sister. But she wasn't. She was under her 30s. She was 20, what did I say? 28, 28, 27. Um, and so that made me think like, oh my God, if me at my mom's age right now, I would have three kids. And I just don't know if I could do... Th- also, I'm a gay male, though, so... I knew a girl who... Um, she had four kids before we were 25. That's wild to me. I was like, I would literally... Literally die. Yeah. Um, can I just give a quick job update? Yeah, tell us about okay. um, your situations. Slay mama. Okay, so as you guys know, I've been looking for a gerb. Um, so I got one, and the the person that hired me I used to work with, actually. And so that's, I think that's kind of how I got the job. It doesn't pay as much as my previous job, but I guess it's a newer role, so I guess whatever, it's fine. Um, 
This was my first week. It was okay. The first couple days were fine. They had me doing data entry for the most part. Um, it's a quality assurance uh, position, so I'm doing a lot of record keeping, a lot of whatever else, making sure that products are like not expired and whatever. Um, and that's, it seems like it's going to be a lot of R&D work, like re research and development into making new products. Um, so the first week they had me doing a lot of data entry. Um, they thought that this project would take 90 days, but I finished it in the first week. Jesus. Um, <laughs> so we'll see what happens. Um, I had a phone interview with a lab, um, on Friday and it seemed to go well. Um, they said that it would be a good fit because I used to work at a lab already and it, it seems like a lot of the skills that I had would be transferable to this lab. Um, it's not open yet. They have a staff of two, so I would be the third one. Um, so it's not technically open yet, but that's fine. I have an interview, uh, next, this coming week in Minnesota. It's actually a virtual interview. It just so happens that I would be in town. Um, <laughs> Um, and so this is for a job in Minnesota in a lab, in a, in a state-run lab. Um, and the issue that I have is that I just wish that there was a clear-cut sign <laughs> of what I should do, and there never is. Because a part of me wishes that I would just... Well, a part of me wishes that there was a clear-cut sign that one of these jobs would like there would be no way out that I would have to work this job. A part of me wants to work this job that I have currently because I'll get denied from the other two and then I'll know like oh I, ca I have to stay here obviously. A part of me wishes that the lab will hire me the new lab and the, the Minnesota will reject me so that I, can, I know that I can leave the job that I have now and work in this lab because I think it'll pay more and I'll, I'll be able to stay in Minnesota or, or stay in California and then a part of me wishes that I don't get the job in the new lab and I do get the job in Minnesota because what controversial <laughs> well because then I will know that okay I and and that the job in Minnesota will pay me more because if it pays me the same as this job right now, then what's the point, I guess? Um, I kind of wish that because I do miss my friends and family. Um, I don't know, I have... I don't think it's a guilt, but I have this feeling of, like, what's the point in having a virtual relationship with people who I consider, like, my very best friends when I can be there in person? Not that I feel like I'm waste. Maybe I do feel like I'm wasting time a little bit. Because, like I said, why why text you guys like all the time and FaceTime you guys all the time when I could just be there and not waste my time and not waste the relationship because I don't want to... And it's the same thing with, I have with my mom. It's like, I don't want to blink my eyes and then suddenly we're like so old. And I'm like, oh my god, I should have I should have hung out with Latif. I should have hung out with Joanne Kai. I should have hung out with Gary and Rathmini or whatever. <laughs> I think that I think you're overthinking it. First of all, um, 
I think we, especially the friends that you have are very understanding and, like, obviously, like, will come visit you and, like, vice versa. Um, it's just weird because we also just had three years of, like, a pandemic. So it's like, okay, were, were people visiting at the capacities that they wanted to or could for a long time? No. Um, but we're also still, like, young, and I don't think any of us are at a point where, like, we're settling down, settling down, where you're missing out on, like, monumental things. Like, yeah, you'll miss, like, birthdays and whatever the case, but, like, that's okay. Mm-hmm. So it's not, like, the biggest thing. But obviously, like, like you said, your family's going through changes with, like, um, your brother's wedding and, like, them moving to Minnesota and all of that stuff and, like, boo-boo moving and like your parents getting older like it is weird to think about like my mom turned 55 this last week and i'm like fuck like they're they're not as young as i think they are yeah like weird to think about yeah so i just have a lot of thoughts about that also i miss my garden lol (laughs) you can garden year round and i guess you but he's like the space i miss okay here's what i really miss i miss summers in minnesota where I come home and my garden is filled with butterflies and I have like, you know, a million caterpillars in my little tent and I have butterflies. I think it's just because I miss my, um, my family, my aunt specifically. Um, and so I just miss having those summers in Minnesota because the summers feel so different. You guys, if you live in a state that has like sun all the time and there's no snow, you don't understand how special summers feel after a long, long winter. And so I just miss that feeling. I also think the butterflies in Minnesota are better, <laughs> lol, um, and stronger than the ones here, but that's like a scientific TED talk that I can talk about at another time. Um, but then also part of me wants, wishes that, like I said, will deny me in Minnesota and I'll have to stay here. I think the big reason that I moved to California is I thought that I could um, find a relationship here. And obviously I haven't, lol, in the in the last three years. And so I, I think I'm still looking for it. And I thought it would be easier here because obviously the gay community is a lot bigger here. Um, but that hasn't happened. And so I think that's another reason where I've, I would, it's kind of like a double-sided sword or it's, Sword. Yeah, it's a, it's two feelings that I have that are contradictory to each other, which is, I want to stay here to try and find a relationship, but then obviously it's like, well, I haven't had one, so what's the point of being here? Um, you so also I might... don't like leaving the house, so I don't know if that'll change, like, no matter what I know, I love go. being in bed, you guys. <laughs> I'm in bed right now. <laughs> um, so that's what I'm feeling. I guess we'll see what happens. I mean, you know, whatever happens, happens, and I just need to let loose. Shut up. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. No, I feel that though. Like it is tough to be like, yeah. I don't know. It's weird getting older and like recognizing the things that you want out of life. And like my biggest argument with Calvin, he's like, well, I want to just go where the money is. And I'm like, yeah, but it's obviously more expensive for you to live in California than it is in Minnesota. Um, whether like, I guess regardless, like if you move back home, maybe you could stay at the house. Maybe, maybe you want your own place. Like, do you want to live? Because now there's going to be a dog. There's a dog. Too. There's a dog at home. There's a dog at home. So like it's a whole thing, but at the same time, like rent is cheaper here, and like yeah. you do have friends here, and like yeah, 
there's not so i just can't think about it. i just hate moving oh my god it's, I, it's one thing to move like 40 minutes from where you're at but it's a whole nother thing to move like halfway across the country yeah. I, I mean and i know my friends will help me but it's like bitch i don't hate i hate packing what the fuck <laughs> yeah it is annoying yeah. and then also another thing is that you know um my brother's getting married they might start having kids soon i don't know but if they do i would like i i don't want to be an uncle that only sees his nieces and nephews like once every few months i want to be there every day i want to take them to school i want to take them on you know little vacations i want to volunteer at their school when they have field trips and stuff like how my aunts did um so that's a big pull as well i don't want to just see them once in a while and that's it so because i saw my aunties like every day literally every day yeah so Um, that's real yeah yeah selfishly obviously i want calvin to move home but like that's obviously a me thing and whatever is best for him is best for him and it doesn't matter what i think or it shouldn't matter what i think but yeah yeah that's just me slay mama okay um anything else Um, do you have anything else bad bunny loves ari though same oh my gosh did you see him singing break free i did purple karaoke i was like he's so real for that <laughs> yeah i was like maybe he isn't 100 he's like he can't be fully straight have you seen it not only ariana grande but break free is like hello yeah sorry. that's a coming out anthem <laughs> <laughs> it was so cute i saw that video and i was like oh my gosh and i was like see bevany likes ariana grande but also he's dating candle so like <laughs> stupid i was like what the fuck is going on yeah 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 Yeah, that's the bad bunny scandal and my thoughts on it are it's more of a publicity stunt for her because ain't nobody give a fuck about kendall jenner everybody loves bad bunny like that's known but it's a it's a stunt for her so it looks good for her but his fans are pissed yeah and everybody hates what do you think about this is that uh latino girls are mad because He's like, oh, he's always fucking singing about Latina girls. He's always fucking singing yeah. about how we should be so proud and so beautiful and how we're bad bitches. And then he's going to go date a white girl. Well, how do we feel yeah. about that? That's, okay. So it's the same thing because I feel the same way about, like, black men that say the same thing. Because it happened with Childish Gambino. It happened with um, Jordan Peele. It's happening with Jonathan Majors. Like, it, it happens all the time where it's, like, men who say they vouch the most for their people and like their women in the sense of like ethnic wise or like race wise are always the first ones to be like i'm gonna go date a white woman can we blame them though is that like yes. just natural is that like Absolutely. what's going on i think i don't know what the attraction is with the kardashian jenners but i also feel like they poach men of color period but i mean is there proof is there hard hard proof kind of um <laughs> can i prove that in a court of law no but it's just i don't know kendall has like a whole tequila line that has, she has nothing like it's really just her name on it and like has nothing to do with mexico and like everything not that bad bunny's mexican he's not he's puerto rican um and bad bunny also doesn't speak he speaks english but not that well so like we know that bitch who can't what the fuck y'all fucking talking about that's what i'm saying i'm like (laughs) that bitch can't cut a cucumber more or less we're in a whole (laughs) other language so like what is it so like i don't know i feel like he also went through like a breakup recently or a couple years ago so i'm like is it like a post breakup thing where you're just like whoever's around and you're like 
I don't know, maybe get a Kardashian Jenner bag in it somehow. Wait, but is okay. But what about? I'm just gonna use you as an example. If yeah. you go hard for the black community, can people look at you and be like, "Well, then why are you dating a Mexican Absolutely. guy?" All the time. Absolutely, they can mm-hmm. all the time. Um, and I would say I didn't anticipate me to end up with a Mexican. I really thought I was going to be an NBA wife, but um, I've never dated a man taller than like five eight. So obviously that was not in the cards for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I I'm also a child of an interracial relationship, so I just think it was like kind of. I don't think I don't think go. you have to marry or date inside your own race to still you know fight for your own people. Sometimes I think, but it's different when they're white. (laughs) It just is. Well, I'm just thinking, because sometimes I'm like, when I see like a gay couple and it's like a gay Asian guy and a white guy, I'm like, oh, dude, come on. Um, But sometimes I'm like, you know what? That's just what they are into. I will say that's pretty stereotypical so i feel some type of way about that but how do we feel about the reciprocal which is like quinta brunson and her husband it's a white guy but she is writing um abbott elementary which is very like pro-black pro like inner city whatever it it is like a double-edged sword like it is very controversial and bold to be like okay well you're pro-black but also but i think and it, maybe it's just me with black men because it is different and black men are always the first to like demonize black women. And mm-hmm. so like it's it's never surprising to me when a black man starts dating a white woman after claiming to be like very pro-black but also like will demonize black women in the same sentence. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of the time black women get tired of that and then will date outside the race. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with interracial dating. Obviously, I don't feel that way. I'm a product and in currently in an interracial relationship. But I know people ask Miguel the same thing. Like, why are you dating a black girl? And mm-hmm. people are like, how did you end up with a Mexican man? I'm like, I don't know. It just kind of happened. Um, mm-hmm. But it is, it's something different when it's a colonizer for me. You guys, and maybe this is controversial. If you guys see me dating a white man, I've I given know. up on life. Oh, okay. Same though. I've given up Not on life. I just gave up. Don't even ask me any questions. <laughs> People literally have been like, I've literally told people, like, I've never, I think I, I kissed a white boy once, but he was gay. And he was like, I've never kissed a black girl. And I was like, I've never kissed a white boy. And, like, that was it. He was like, okay. <laughs> that was literally it. And he's gay. Like, we have the same birthday. I see him at Saloon randomly. Like, whatever. Oh, so, <laughs> okay, ally, per. <laughs> I am an ally. I always have been. I always will be. I... <laughs> <laughs> I had a conversation with Miguel a few weeks ago, and I was like, you know, I think I've had like three or four people come out to me in my lifetime. He's like, nobody's ever come out to me. I was like, hmm, not an ally. Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> don't got it in yet. So. Oh my uh, god. Okay. But it, it's I don't know. I think it is. It's something different it when is. it's like colonizer. I don't know. I think that there's a lot of growth to do in all communities especially when dating interracially because i'm so sick of interracial couples being a white person and somebody else because like i don't care i just i just don't care like i'm tired of being like oh this this white man's dating a black girl or this black girl's dating a white boy like the whole um 
Oh my god, what is that new movie that came out with Jonah Hill? Oh, mm-hmm. that movie? Yeah, with the CGI kiss. Wild. Um, I have, I didn't even see that movie. It it wasn't good. Did you see it? It was yeah, I watched it. It oh. started really good and then it just was really bad. Um so yeah, like I I'm tired of like interracial relationships having to include white people is my thing. Yeah. But maybe that's just a me thing. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I think it's because she's a Jenner. I think that's most. I think that's most of my issue with it. I think so too. <laughs> like, if she was, he could be dating Jennifer Coolidge, and I'd be like, "That's kind of dope." If it was Ariana Grande, you'd be like, "Slay, Mama." She's married. Yeah, but still. Um. Anything else? Um. Oh, I just want to quickly say. $12,000 for a metal house for school shootings. Crazy. Oh, okay. Yeah, I saw that. I actually watched that TikTok or something yesterday where basically, um, for those that don't know, some guy in like Alabama patented this like room that turns into like a bulletproof shelter in a classroom and they're like $12,000 to make. And he literally was like, hopefully, excuse me, hopefully we get to a point where we don't have to do this and I go bankrupt from like people not needing this. But until then, like we have to work on grants and things to make sure people can get these in classrooms, which yeah. I'm like, bitch, why can't you just like, I don't know, ban guns, ban assault rifles. That is so sinister to me. Oh, so if you don't know, it's like, if you've ever seen like a room, some classrooms have like a room divider where they're like closed the room and like make it into two it's kind of like that it's a foldable thing that will sit flat against the wall and then you can pop it open and it becomes a small um room that you can get in and hide in and it's bulletproof but it's so sinister to me that it's like this person is making it's not inexpensive it's very expensive he's making money off of the fact that he knows that kids will get shot yeah um and that is so sinister but also so sad to me because it's just like you're making a profit off of the death of children. I mean, I know well, you're trying to protect them, but it's still, like, crazy to me. I don't it's, know. It's still, it's in the same sentiment to me as, like, the, um, like, the anti-rape devices or, like, the, um, like, the drugging drink kits and, like, how to tell if your drink has been, your drink has been drugged or, like, the scrunchie that turns into a cover for your drink at the yeah, club. Yeah, 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 yeah. And things like that. It's, like, we have all these things to prevent things from happening to people who are vulnerable, except like actually just protecting the people who are vulnerable. Like mm, yeah. I don't, it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. So it, it's, I get it. And I think it's a great thing to have. Um, I think obviously the school system and school funding is not at a place where they can afford $12,000. Yeah, like, who's like, affording that? nobody nobody can afford that and like i have a friend who's a teacher and they've had like numerous lockdowns this year alone because of like gun violence and things and it's like it is to the point where it's so common that like it's not weird for me to hear about a school shooting but also again like to the whole drag ban thing it's like obviously there's an issue but it's not what we're taking care of mm-hmm. you know like obviously there's an issue and not that there's an issue with people doing drag i think that that's complete homophobia whatever the case um but with school shootings it's like i don't know maybe make it 
that you have to do a psych test or you have to do all these things to be able to get a gun. Limit the number of guns that people can own. You can't own assault rifles. If you own a certain number of assault rifles, that's not okay. Like, there are ways to go about it um, other than just being like, let's build a metal classroom and make it bulletproof to prevent children. Like, that's still traumatizing. Like, that's not... I don't know. Yeah. Um... Okay, we're at 80 minutes. I think that's... That's pretty, uh... I think that's everything. I think that's it, really. Oh, my trip. Sorry, last thing. Um, I'm going on a delegation trip the 31st of March through April 4th with Mirac um, and also the Legalization for All Network. Um, we're doing a delegation to San Diego and then to the Tijuana border um, to kind of learn the issues of trying to cross the border and things like that. We're actually going to be working with a um, a couple of different people. Um, and one of the areas of interest that I have is a shelter for LGBTQ plus people trying to cross the borders and what they kind of face um, in that aspect. Also, um, apparently, well, yeah, I won't get into like all the details and stuff. I'll chat about it after. Uh, but we will have a report back meeting sometime after the trip. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. It wa- It's really cool to be a part of something like this and to be able to explore topics like this and not just like talk about them on a podcast or like talk about it out and about, um, but to be able to also give back. So excited. So that'll be next week. I literally have to be at work at 7 a.m. Friday morning, and I don't know when I'll be able to leave, because technically I'm supposed to be there till 5 p.m., but our flight's at, like, 8.40, so they want us at the airport at 6. Mm-hmm. So I'm stressed already about all of that, because I obviously have to pack and, like, get all that shit done this mm-hmm. week. So, we'll see. When is it again? Um, This Friday. We leave this Friday... So the trip is technically the 1st through the 4th, um, but I'll be out of town the 31st through the 7th. I fly back the 7th, mm-hmm. back to Minnesota, because we're just going to stay like an extra day and a half in L.A. to visit Miguel's family. Oh, okay. And just not be in Minnesota. So I low-key want to go to Disneyland, but it's exp- I looked at tickets for the days that I could go, and it's hella expensive. It's mm-hmm. so stupid that the tickets are different prices on different days. Yeah. That's all. And when are you going to be in town? I will be in town the 29th to the 4th. Oh, period. Well, um, if you want to do something the 29th, <laughs> let me know. <laughs> okay. The 30th, I know I'm busy. What time do you land on the one Wednesday? Um, I land at like 4.30 p.m. Oh, okay, so we could do like dinner or something, maybe. Yeah. Okay. I'll thanks for your chat. Okay, we're getting away from topics that are pertinent. I'm sorry. Right. I mean, I think that's it. I think we're done. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Sorry we've been absent, but not really. I am, but I'm not. Like, yeah. Absent-minded mama. Yeah. Me, eh. Yeah. Thanks right. for listening. Have a wonderful week. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Give me a loud laptop.